Podcast, the official podcast of Plymouth Argyle Football Club with Charlie Price. Well, there aren't loads of connections between um, Her Late Majesty the Queen Elizabeth II and Plymouth Argyle. Um, as far as I am aware, she never visited Home Park, but um, we have managed to found, find one connection. It is uh, through Emma Potter, who spent quite a few years working for the Community Trust here at Argyle and is currently one of our Her Game 2 ambassadors as well. And Emma, you served in the Royal Navy and you've met, well, you, you met the Queen a, a couple of times. Yeah. Can you tell us about them? Yeah, so my first meeting was actually when I was just a little girl, um, back, I think I was probably about eight years old, and it's when my dad was serving in the military. Um, I can't remember the why the occasion was but I know my dad was away at the time it might have been for when he was in the Gulf or something like that um, and I actually had to present the Queen with um, some flowers um, I remember the particular occasion quite well because I wasn't actually in the right position where I was supposed to be so um, and I started I think I started crying because I was like going to miss her and at the time um, it was the Duke of Edinburgh actually spotted me and he actually pulled me forward and um, so it was quite a special and I didn't actually know who he was and somebody said oh you can give the Duke of Edinburgh your flowers if you want and I was like no <laughs> um, and he was and he actually started laughing because he was like well no she wants to give them to the Queen and I was actually then pushed forward and I, was, I remember it quite specifically because I was in my brownie uniform so um and uh, she she commented on my um, badge that I had because it was um, she was like oh what's your badge for and it was like the pack that he was in I was like a kelpie or something and I said oh I'm a kelpie and she was like oh I've never heard of that one and she just like reminded me I think it reminded me of my grandmother because that's the kind of persona she gave over I didn't really under, didn't really understand the gravity of of it really at the time but it was just like a really special moment for me. Um, gave obviously curtsy gave her gave her a bouquet and she, off she went and then she drove past in the car and um, waved and everything and it was just a really mem- nice memory that stuck in my mind and then on the second occasion was when I was serving myself and a few of us um, got picked to obviously take part in those duties um, I remember them saying to her would you like to be the one that opens the car door and I was like absolutely not because I thought I'm going to mess that up <laughs> actually having to open the car door and salute at the same time would be something that I didn't want to do but I actually have had to stand there and salute as she got out the car and I just remember feeling really really proud at that time um saluting somebody that um you know was the head of the Royal Navy um wearing her badge um and just feeling really really proud and I remember her walking past and she didn't actually say anything at the time but she stopped and just smiled and I just felt like she acknowledged every single person that was there, although she didn't speak to every single person. It was just a really, really proud moment. But I remember the preparations leading up to it. And when she said, I remember a quote she said, reading it once, that wherever you go, as part of the royal family, you'll always have a smell of fresh paint. And it's true. Everywhere's painted mm. before she turns up. And that's really, it, it's true. Um, everywhere gets painted before a royal um, family member turns up. Um, but yeah, it was a really proud moment for me, and she just has this twinkle in her eye. Yeah, they're two 
quite difficult, a different, sorry, but but also in a in a weird way similar stories. Mm-hmm. The first one, obviously, as as a kid, not on any official no. duty for you anyway. Second one, you know, you're you're working mm-hmm. it, but both times you kind of said the same thing that she she had this way of just making making everybody that was there, whether they were in personal connection yeah. with her, giving her flowers or mm-hmm. shaking hand or or. or guiding her through whatever or just a spectator watching on that she gave she seemed to have a way of always giving them everybody a sense of what she knows i'm there you know she she, she's acknowledging us yeah definitely that was it it's like you didn't have to speak to her she just had a presence about her Mm. and that was all encompassing that you made you feel that that you were part of it um and i think that's why it's had such an impact on a lot of people um especially for me um for example i've come from a military family yeah. from all my life it's all i've ever known um and then obviously to grow up in it and then to be part of it so it has it's had a massive impact on me and it feels like a massive loss and i think it's a massive loss to all the military families and also not just military families but to the nation as a whole yeah and, and you'll know as well through your connections through work and, and yeah. being in, through, in the military pretty much your entire life mm-hmm. that a city like like plymouth is is kind of just engrossed by that yeah. and um i mentioned she's she, as far as i'm aware she's never been here but she's mm-hmm. been to plymouth a, yeah. an awful lot of times and again there are a lot of people who work in the navy work in in the uh and the, and the other services mm-hmm. that will have similar stories to you yeah they? no 100 percent. i mean i've obviously got family connections and stuff that i've met her and been involved in the preparations or have like been involved in parades that where she's been and stuff and they've all had the same similar um connections when the news broke the other day um i was actually because i'm still part of the um Royal Naval reserves um so i still have that again military connection mm-hmm. and i was actually at my military unit when it broke the other day and when it broke the sense of loss that went throughout that unit was like unbelievable and um, my chief there at the top he actually burst into tears there and then because he's served like he's served for, i think 30 years and he just felt like it like he he couldn't contain himself he was just like it was something he was just like he couldn't believe it so it was just yeah it affects people in different ways doesn't it so yeah obviously at this time it, it is about sort of reflection and remembering but also we've we've had a lot of sort of celebrations around it and picking out great memories yeah. of personal memories of, of meeting the queen or things that she's done and and just the the length of time and grace and dignity that she has been in that role doing her duty as she always said is is incredible isn't it how would you sort of look back and reflect on you know your your memories your lifetime as having the queen as that head um, she's always been there hasn't yeah, she so it's just something it's just gonna be it's a whole new world i think it's just something that's going to be different i think it's going to be very different for us to get used to and um, i think the king is going to do an amazing job because he's got he's had so many years to get yep. used to it and mm. prepared for it um, and again i've been very lucky to meet him as well so um and i think he'll carry on with the same grace and dignity that his um his mum did um but I think that we've been very lucky to have somebody that's um, led the country in such the way um, that she did. Um, and for one, I've been proud to be part of that and have the privilege of meeting her on those occasions. Just one final one. We're, we're sat um, a couple of hours ahead of uh, our, our game here against Oxford United, which is the first game since uh, the Queen passed away. And there's going to be um, a mark of respect before the game today, as there is at every single sporting occasion. What do you reckon that 
that that those few moments will be like here at home park i think it's going to be quite emotional because i think it's um the first time everybody's come back together so i think it's going to be emotional i think it's going to be very poignant um and i think i think we'll do her proud before we get underway and before proceedings start we will of course pay our respects to the late queen who passed last week queen elizabeth ii after a 70 year reign dignity grace and class and football was paused momentarily on the weekend it is back today and we will mark it in only in the way football knows and that is with a minute silence and the new national anthem in memory of queen elizabeth ii at the age of 96 over a 70-year reign her majesty served the united kingdom and the commonwealth with distinction before we observe a minute silence, our club chaplain, Arthur Good, is here to say some words in tribute to the late Queen. The thoughts of everybody at Plymouth Argyle are with the royal family at this sad time. Tonight we pay tribute to Queen Elizabeth II and ask you to join us in observing a minute silence in her memory which will start and end on the referee's whistle. Upon the end of the silence, we then invite you to join in with the national anthem. For, for a lot of people and um, people like to pay their respects in, in different ways. It, it shows how, how great our country is at times when and, and things that like happen like this. Um, people do come together and, um, and like I said, it's a, it is a great place to be and um, like I said, we can, we can all pay respects um, to the Queen and she's a fantastic person and um, led this country well. Queen Elizabeth II became Queen in February 1952, following the death of her father, George VI, a position she then held for more than 70 years. After her coronation in 1953, she reigned with grace, dignity and class during that time until her death in September 2022. Now, during that time, there have been many ups and downs and big landmarks in the history of Plymouth Argyle, which goes to show just how constant and secure and incredible Queen Elizabeth II's reign was. When she became Queen in 1952, Argyle were well on their way to becoming Division Three South champions. They did so later that year, and in her first full year of being Queen, the year of her coronation, 1952 to 53. Well, it was the best ever finish for the Greens, who came fourth in the second division that year. She was then coronated in June of 1953, a season which saw Argyle finish 19th in that second division. During her reign of over 70 years, Argyle won a total of eight promotions. They were relegated nine times. There were 32 managers during that time from Jimmy Ray through to Stephen Schumacher. 
And Argyle's history throughout her reign has been punctured by many big landmarks and big occasions. If you look at the Silver Jubilee in 1977, it was a relegation for Argyle, the end of a two-year stay in the second tier. 25 years later, and it was a golden jubilee, 2002, a year to celebrate. It was the first promotion under Paul Sturrock and a solid beginning to life back in the third tier that would go on to see Argyle go through one of the best periods of their history in the early 2000s. Fast forward to the Diamond Jubilee, 2012, and it couldn't have been more the opposite, really. It was the worst time in the Greens' history. They'd gone through administration, back-to-back relegations, and were in the middle, really, of fighting their way to survival and maintaining their position in the Football League. And that time would go on for a couple of years before the good times began to come back. And you fast forward to this year, the Diamond Jubilee, 2022. 70 years on the throne, and Argyle were beginning to find their feet again. Just missed out on the playoffs in Skybet League One under Stephen Schumacher, and are hoping that this year could be their year to get back up into the second tier. There's proper, real aspiration. Other landmarks or occasions that have happened during the reign of Queen Elizabeth II, Santos arriving at Home Park, 32,000 crammed inside the theatre of Greens to see Pelé and the like, and Argyle beat them. That was in 1973. There have been two League Cup semi-finals, the first in 1965, against a Leicester side that would go on to lose to Chelsea in the final. The second, nine years later, against Manchester City, 3-1 loss on aggregate, and City would go on to lose to Wolves in the final. In 1984, saw an FA Cup semi-final. That superb team of John Hawes going on to lose 1-0 to Watford at Villa Park, and it would be that familiar foe again for Argyle's second best performance in the FA Cup, a quarter-final appearance in 2007 under Ian Holloway, again a 1-0 loss to Watford. There have been two Wembley appearances for Argyle in the time that Queen Elizabeth was on the throne, and even a fixture against Real Madrid as well. As we look back over the 70 years, a reign that, with an Argyle nod to history, started with a 2-0 win over Ipswich at Home Park. George Dews and Peter Rattery with the goals just three days after she became Queen through to a 3-2 victory over Derby at Pride Park five days before her death. An incredible 4,061 matches played in all competitions. Just goes to show how magnificent and long and constant Queen Elizabeth II's reign was. The Argyle Podcast.